0: I, so I parked my truck right out front of my office today so I could just look at it all day. I love you're it so you're much. You're such a nerd. But okay, so I just wrapped the bumpers.
1: It does look good. It does it look It looks good. so sick. Yeah. And for, and for some reason, when you sent the picture, I'm like, well, I know he changed something, but I don't <laughs> re- know, remember what it was because it's been so long since I've seen the truck.
0: Looks so good. So the the sun is just coming up here. It's kind of rainy and dark today, but the sun is coming out and I just get to stare at my truck all day. It's going to be great. That's what's nice about having an office that overlooks the parking lot, even if I literally just it opens to the parking lot. Yeah, at least you have (laughs) goddamn windows. I live I work in a prison, I swear. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Okay. Okay. before we get too far down the rabbit hole, this is episode 100 of the We Are Driven podcast. Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. My name is Arun Kumar, and I am the driver, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan?
1: Good morning. I am well over a million bucks today. No cough, no pains. I've finally kicked all of the, the crap I've been dealing with since December. There you go. Thank you, goodness. I think it's almost February.
0: I know, right? Well, so folks, we made it to 100 episodes. Thank you very much for following along. And uh, we were reviewing some listenership statistics yesterday in preparation for this episode, and I wanted to share some of them with you. So, you know, we had a, a goal internally for a number of listens by this point, and technically there are only 95 episodes released right now as i'm recording this um but we we didn't quite hit our our listenership goal but i'm very proud of of what we accomplished here we've we've started accumulating you know 500 plus listens a month and that's a pretty cool statistic i would say yeah um that people are not just the current episodes but are going back watching listening to the old episodes continuing to get value out of those i'm glad we've made in general very evergreen content that people can go listen back on and furthermore they can hear our progression as we get better microphones and we get better at podcasting and so i'm very grateful to all of you listening for that who continue to share the show promote it to your, your colleagues, your car club, your gym buddies, whoever it is that is also in their own pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars, and can get something out of the We Are Driven podcast. So, one more uh, fun fact about our listenership, the, the majority of our listeners are in the U.S., which is to be expected, especially considering how much we talk about the status of this country, but we are international. We have listeners in Canada, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Belgium, the Netherlands, Italy, Saudi Arabia, India, Vietnam, the Philippines, and Australia.
1: So interesting.
0: We're almost on every continent already.
1: I know. that's It's kind of weird, actually. To, Can we get some South Africans that? or <laughs> Ethiopians or something like that in here? Hey, if you truly are international and, uh, You are listening from those countries. Tell us about the racing that goes on there. We (laughs) want to know. We know it's different.
0: In all, a lot of those countries have their own very distinctive motorsports culture, right? (laughs) Like, like yeah, thirteen twenty video
1: just went to Japan and filmed a whole bunch of stuff, and it's like Mm -hmm. their takeovers are so respectful.
0: Uh, (laughs) Like (laughs) it's so nice. That's funny. uh but yeah thank you guys so much for for supporting us as we've gotten to this point and and here's to many many more episodes to come dan what's going on in the automotive industry today
1: um you know i was doing some surfing before we started recording and it's a bunch of just ev stuff as usual you know dealerships trying to Tell the government no. Um, Tesla Cybertrucks aren't coming with the software to turn on their lockers, which is funny. So, uh, two wheel drive? Uh, no, just to or... lock the differentials for off roading. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you can't turn them on yet, I guess. <laughs> um, BMW uh, is updating the M4 uh, and oh. is offering a six speed manual in the Z4, which is. Oh. Pretty on par because they gave one to the Supra. That makes uh, sense. <laughs> yeah, so it makes some sense yeah. that they got one. Um, And then uh, GM net income rises 5.2% in Q4. Because they stopped focusing on EVs. I you know I didn't really look at the article,
0: but I will later just because I'm curious. Well, that um, I I know from my Wall Street news every morning that that is exactly that, what that's happening. what it is. Yeah. Seriously, is wow. they stopped they stopped pushing and investing in in pure play EVs, quote unquote. Yeah, because
1: because didn't they just like invest a shit ton of money into a new V8? mm-hmm
0: yeah I, so that's good
1: oh uh, yeah so of course their their income is going to be up because they're not dealing with this pricey new tech stuff
0: <laughs> which makes us sound like boomers but i i, I heard, do, it does but it's it i mean it's in the math it looks like it's true so let me i'll present one thing here one thought which is right now we are on the side of the technology naysayers uh-huh. and how often are the technology naysayers proven wrong pretty much uh, all the time oh yeah. nobody's gonna use this stupid internet yeah yeah, yeah. just like we'll
1: never have a phone in our pocket we can take everywhere uh, like way back
0: you know you don't need to put a camera in a phone people aren't doing that oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and now there's influencers
0: everywhere recording on iphones yeah so right now it's oh this electric thing isn't gonna catch on but there are there are and there always have been probably pretty valid arguments to these types of people that are against the newest technology. It it's more a matter, I think, not of technology, but of government regulation. Yeah. And by contrast, history repeats itself in a different way when it comes to overregulation. Let's think about the fall of the Roman Empire, as so many people do, or uh, the fall of Nazi Germany or the Soviet Union. These are places where governments tried to take all the power and ended up destroying their societies and crumbling because of a revolution or a war. So... That's, that's what we're trying to avoid and EVs is just one example and it happens to be one that strikes our most sensitive nerves
1: right and I don't think they're going anywhere and I, and there are pros and cons to them and I understand why people want them. but it's just not for me and I just don't think on a large scale they will take off. Um, but I but on this the note of alternative fuel, I did see an article about BMW preparing to release a hydrogen engine by like next year
0: oh hmm. yeah all like right. they're that's pretty
1: soon yeah it's soon like they they said they've cracked the code
0: oh the code have they well i mean that's my <laughs> words but oh okay yeah
1: <laughs> they, they're saying they're gonna do it yeah
0: all right. so let's I'll see i'd re- be
1: really interested <clears throat> to see how it actually does and they're saying it's like 400 horsepower cool yeah, I so sounds like it's like, a, it's like it a normal.
0: It's like a 520I. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's let's talk auctions. So every week, if you don't know, we do an appraisal auction competition. So we've accumulated uh, how many weeks? Let me do the math. A here. lot. How many weeks? Twenty-seven weeks. We're at I was the halfway guess point. Yeah. We're at the halfway point of the year. We've done six months. Of weekly auction hammer price guessing, and it's just a whole lot of fun for us. And we think about it all the time, and we text about it more often than we text about anything else. Um, Did you see this? (laughs) But so we're twenty-seven weeks in. We each give each other an auction that's that's up on one of the auction platforms. Discuss what we think the car is going to go for. And then the person who was presented with the car has to make a firm guess. Whatever the hammer price is, starts or sets the denominator of a percentage calculation to determine what percent you were off on your guess. And the lowest percent wins. And so to date, six months in, Dan has an average of 18.7% off and i have a 21.96% average. I down you're I feel like you're a little down because last week you got 18%. Yeah. But last week i got 2%, so i went down more. <laughs> <laughs> so, last week you gave me a pretty plain vanilla GT3 and i guessed 130k and it went for 133. Yep. I was nope. pretty happy yeah. pretty We one. we were,
1: that was that was kind of a layup car. <laughs> I don't think it was. Oh, I thought I thought it was. I oh, when yeah. you said 130k, I was like, yeah. I like I couldn't I couldn't see it. I just feel like like Porsche's will forever hold their value. I just I couldn't see it going for more.
0: Well, went for a little more. <laughs> yeah, just a hair, just a hair. Yeah. And then I gave you a red Focus RS with 8,000 miles and you guessed 34,500
1: and it went for 42,000. Yeah, which went for more than what I thought.
0: Based on other ones. All right. This week for you. I have a country music song.
1: Oh, God, here we go.
0: You know what it is from no. your scrolling?
1: I mean, I, I could probably take a guess. But it's a square body.
0: Um, yeah. It's a, but it's a Ford. So it's yeah, a it's, it's a 1985 Ford F-150 XLT Lariat for sale with 55,000 miles. It has the 5.8 liter V8 three speed automatic. It is black and silver two tone with some red accents and chrome all over it, and it's super duper 80s truck. Dude, it is a long box. Fully garage-queened its whole life. Regular cab, long bed, red um, red interior. That's what I'll say about
1: the interior. And it's red. It, and it comes with the fabled 5.8 Windsor. The Windsor. Is it a fabled? Three, 351 Windsor. Yeah, man. That's a, that was a motor to have.
0: Oh, okay. Good. So it has the right motor. It has dual fuel tanks. It has the flimsiest looking leaf spring I've ever seen, but the underside super clean. It does have a little bit of damage on the Carfax. the The video I of this thing, it, yeah. The video of this thing is funny because it has like the most Florida chick ever. It does, in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's some action on this one both yesterday and this morning. Uh, so yeah, because because. Because
1: a lot of these trucks were needlessly killed by Cash for Clunkers and they're definitely not around in droves and is this clean. So it does
0: not surprise me whatsoever. Sure. Makes sense. If you if you bought this, would you take the bed cover off immediately? A single think, cab long box? I think you take the bed cover off. It's it's the most I mean, some grandpa is gonna buy this, yeah. but it is very grandpa spec.
1: Man, this is tough.
0: This is just for a man and his dog.
1: Pretty much. And some hay. I don't I hate the wheels on and tires <laughs> on it. It's just the rest of it I could live with. The wheels are just look.
0: Uh, the leer you know, topper he needs, though. He needs to chrome delete it like my truck. <laughs> dude, that's not No,
1: you don't touch that thing. That thing is nice. It's classy. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and it's got some action going. Oh man, I do not. Wanna fuck this up. <laughs> I think it's currently at its original sticker cash price.
0: That's which funny. Is, which is wild. <laughs> That's um, really funny. I mean inflation that, in 40 years. Yeah, will right. Do that. Um, I'm
1: gonna yeah, cause a truck like that is like 60 grand today. Yeah. Or more. It's an XLT, um, so yeah, right. Um, I'm gonna man the fact that it's already sailing beyond comps 17,250.
0: 17, two fifty. All right, I just that's a number. I don't know. That's the problem.
1: It's, it's already above what I would would have thought it would have went for. So, so you're going way up from here. I think that this may still keep going.
0: All right. Well, there's four hours left. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, this could be one of those where you're, you know, you you're I going out on a bit of a limb it. with it. But yeah, because yeah, I don't know. But, but I, it could be good for you to go out yeah. on a limb.
1: This is this one's probably worse than the March.
0: Oh, because <laughs> well, the March, love- I, the
1: March, I could give like a good guess and why this one, I it's. It's like, just going it, to be who wants it basically. Yeah, it's it's just cool enough and just different enough where people may want
0: that. Yeah, fair enough. Um okay, I I will say you're going to hate me for tomorrow's. Um and I'll leave it at that. And to, by I, tomorrow's, I mean next week's listeners. Uh, we're gonna yeah, be by the way, yeah, we have to pick
1: some that are ending today cuz we're stupid you know, we're back-to-backing.
0: Meta you know what's going on behind it, the scenes, and it stuff. makes me
1: grumpy because I saw a car
0: that was ending in a day that I wanted to pick, <laughs> but it's not the Mercedes Evo One that's currently in the <laughs> yeah, U.S. To God. and will probably go for around ninety grand, like I fucking guessed last time. <laughs> no, there are there are two cars that were that are
1: listed for the end in a day in like two hours, and it, one was a two thousand Skyline uh, N One, and it's at three hundred twenty-five grand. And then the other Whoa, one, but, yeah, dude, it's so shit. high. Like, it'd been a good one to pick, but I, I would have screwed our thing up. And then yeah. uh, the other one, was it's right behind it, is a 66 Aston Martin DB6 Vantage in red, which you never see them in the red. DB6. And I was like, that's a sweet car, James Bond car. DB6. But can't pick that one either. So, um, you know, I guess I'm going to go with a very strange one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, and it's it's kind of a rare car. Uh, it's a 2008 Chevrolet HHR SS Turbo. Ooh, very strange car. It's silver, polished wheels. Uh, sixty thousand miles. Comes with a two-liter Ecotec inline four. Um, these are really rare. Um, and of the SS. Cars that they built in those year frames, the, uh they made the Cobalt and the HHR in a in a two liter turbo. But the Cobalt also had a supercharged variant that came, I believe, before the turbo.
0: Why do I like this, dude? It's cool, isn't it? It's such a it's it's a little past its time. You know, if this it is. came out in nineteen ninety four it would have been so sick and people would love it because it'd be like a Radwood car. Right. But instead it's just this ugly cousin of a PT cruiser that it's, nobody wants. Yeah. <laughs> it was that
1: weird era of Chevrolet where they just put out some strange looking stuff. It, cause like, cause like some of these HHRs, they came as panels. Like they didn't even have back. Windows. Right. 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 Like they just, were a weird car. And then they made an SS version of it and they're super rare. Um, it's sad this one's an automatic. I don't know if they ever came in a stick.
0: They did because those are the only comps.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So this is definitely a bastard child SS car. Um I I personally driven a Cobalt SS Turbo and I thought it was a super fun car. 11 grand. Okay. It's at 8802 for the listeners. But yeah, it's it's a strange one and it's really clean. Um clean but a little bit higher miles and you know those little cobalts made some power with those 2 liter Ecotechs. did they oh yeah you could you could
0: mod them fairly easily to you know 300 horsepower or like 500 horsepower the like one that i knew differential, of in town front, front differential blowing horsepower yeah
1: the, the one that i knew in town he ended up having some issues with it cuz he was pushing that 500 range <laughs> and the torque steer on it was nuts dude
0: that sounds terrible <laughs> but but
1: um those ecotechs were popular enough there's like a kit car called like a goblin and they they uh now we're chose off the the deep ecotech. End. yeah now we're I, way I, look i just end. know and i'm not a chevrolet guy but i know enough yeah. about this the ecotech motor, specifically
0: all right well we'll see how i do on that one i'm 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 hitting it at as low as i'm I think, I mean, I might even still be guessing kind of high, but we will see. We will see. Uh, I do want to highlight one other thing here for the listeners, because I I already mentioned it a couple minutes ago. There is currently a 1989 Mercedes 190E Evolution 1 for sale. It's two hours left in the auction. And this one has 49,000 miles. I can't remember how many miles the one I had. Was going for, but the one I had to guess on was in the Netherlands, and this one is in Manhattan. Yep, (laughs) so it's a little closer to the country. Almost
1: identical, is it not? Is it the same car?
0: Is it the same car? No, because it there's an alumni. This one is is
1: 2021, okay, yeah, and it went for 97, it went for
0: 97. It went for 97 folks so, so you were right the problem so, was the netherlands and and the current bid well but the current bid on this one's 66 thousand hours. probably because that other one went low so nobody wants this one anymore yep Beautiful market car. killed Beautiful so car. what you're gonna do that's where we're at i'm i'm perpetually gonna hate what happened <laughs> there and just be mad about it and bitter and all the rest of it. Anyways, that's all we got on the appraisal segment for this week. So episode 100, episode 100, we started this podcast by asking the question, what is We Are Driven? Episode one was, what are we doing here? What's this podcast? What is We Are Driven? And We answered that question on that podcast about what we're doing here. We have a community of people who believe in the word driven and the fact that it is a valuable trait for humans to have. But it is hard to keep it for yourself and of yourself. When you are motivated and hungry to achieve things, doing that in a complete vacuum, you will never, ever, ever get the most out of yourself. And so this community exists to give an accountability pool and a framework for operating with the driven mindset. And the driven mindset says that you operate with a sense of urgency that every second counts. It says that you are always trying to improve yourself. You're always raising your standards. It says that because of our predisposition to be motivated people who are hungry for things in life, that we should lead others and that the best way to do that is by embodying our best traits and leading by example. And fourth, that we don't waste these good traits that we have by slogging along in a job we resent for our lives and that we should do what we love with our lives. So those are the four core values of we are driven. But the brand was originally conceived back in 2020 with the simple premise that is exactly the same thing as the premise behind the tattoo on my shoulder that's the word driven in Lamborghini font. And that is that cars are a motivator. Cars are a motivator. It's that simple, really, for me. And, and here's why. In American culture especially, but it's especially now with the advent of social media becoming more global, cars are a status symbol. Cars, not just the 80s big body Mercedes that everybody in India loved, not just a gold-plated Rolls-Royce from royalty, but they are a way for you to flex. They represent, I have money and I will use it, <laughs> is, is one way to put it. Uh, and, and a lot of people agree with that statement that cars are a status symbol and cars are, are cool And exotic cars and expensive cars are something acceptable to desire. But others will say, I drive a 2010 Honda Accord and it's good on gas and it has a low insurance premium and it's paid off and I'm making smart financial decisions and I'm saving into my 401k and I'm buying single family real estate rentals that net me $100 a month in cash flow. And I'm a savvy wealth generator. And if you buy you an expensive car, if you buy an expensive car, you're wasting your money. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Uh, here's what else I believe cars represent. So status it generally is one thing, a way to flex. More specifically, what I see cars representing is, the, is financial success because especially the cars that I want are seven figures deep on the investment, you know, scale. Not cheap. And I don't have right now seven figures to plop down on the Mercy SV manual that I want. So I should probably work hard and earn that kind of money. And I'm not going to get there driving a 2010 Honda Accord and scrimping and saving along the way to get there. I'm going to have to make a big impact in society where people want to give a lot of money so that I can accumulate it and I can share it and I can invest it and I can grow it so that I can buy that car. So it's financial success. But when you start thinking in those terms, when you start saying, okay, you know, I want a car, a nice car. For some, they are driving maybe not even a 2010, maybe it's a 2001 Honda Accord with 300,000 miles on it and a big oil leak and the check engine light on every day. And you're driving to your $15 an hour job. You're just in your junior year of high school and you have no idea what you want to do with your life, but you go on social media and you see these gorgeous Aventadors with wide body kits on them and freaking Koenigseggs just with exposed carbon everywhere. And they look so beautiful and you want it. If you take that a step further and you say okay I want that car. What's it going to take? What is a wide body Aventador worth? Okay, well you get Aventador for 300k and you put 100k into it or 50 into the wide body kit and you've got $350,000 Aventador. But you're making $15 an hour and you do the math and it'll take you a very long time to make enough to buy that Aventador while spending no money in the process and and taking as little of it as possible out in taxes. So you have to dream bigger. You have to think about how am I going to earn more money? And that starts turning into goals. That starts turning into, you know, how am I going to structure my life in a way to achieve this? And when you start thinking that way, and then coming up with real conclusive answers to those questions, and you say, okay, you know, I can become a store manager here. and Maybe, you know, I, I know that I work at a McDonald's franchise right now, and there's somebody who owns this franchise. I wonder how much that person makes a year. Is that enough for me to spend 350 k on a car? I don't know. Dan, what do you, what do you know about McDonald's economics?
1: Well, as <laughs> someone who is a past employee of McDonald's, I will tell you that um, you can rise through the ranks in McDonald's uh, with some real dedication and they pay well once you're, you know, through the ranks there. Well like kind I know ranks
0: are we talking?
1: Like I know when I was working there and I would assume it's probably the same today, the store managers like the like the head gm of, of just one store was making well over 100k a year and they got a company car.
0: Oh, a company car.
1: Yeah, I know that for a fact. And I know that those guys who are or above them in the regional departments
0: have to be making some good cheddar. Sure. That's cool. So the the McDonald's yeah. guys can can drive a
1: yeah meanwhile i was making (laughs) seven and a quarter there you go so you know
0: yeah my first job was nine dollars and 18 cents an hour but uh yeah no (laughs) i
1: i I know for a fact um if you are a franchisee of mcdonald's and you have multiple stores um i can't imagine it wouldn't be lucrative
0: everybody's seen the lines at mcdonald's yeah well not anymore because you take orders with machines uh true But I hear (laughs) you. All right. So if you're you're a fry cook and you want to be a regional manager, quarter mil a year, it's a goal that you can achieve and you can figure out how to get there and you can get there. And once you get there and you're able to buy the car, then you have this insane sense of accomplishment. But in the most cliche way possible, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And along the way, you will have learned so much valuable information about yourself and built so many skills that you're not going to want to stop. Now you're going to want an SVJ, 700K. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes from there. And that's all good. It's good shit to want cars. I'll pause there. Dan, what do you think? That's my opening statement. That's your opening
1: statement. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know uh if I would want an SVJ. Uh but Why not? <laughs> I do they're just not my my car, dude. Like right. with, with Lamborghini Hurricane is where it stops okay. for me. All right, all right. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, man, it and it going through that process, uh, it's gonna suck off the start, you know. Like you're gonna have some rocky times of not knowing what's the
0: right path to take. Um, are you talking? To, are you talking in regards of which car you want to buy? No, you well, are just <laughs> getting there.
1: like getting to that car you want to buy. Like, yeah. like, yeah. For me, there are plenty of things that I'd love to buy. Mine is, you know, the R8, uh, especially the last year of the R8 that they made because the performance models just. Absolutely gorgeous, and um, fast. But but yeah. But by the time that I am probably going to be ready to afford one, they are going to be expensive as shit because they won't be making them. Um, actually, they're done after this year. So you know, to get to that point, um, to have an R eight and then to twin turbo it and make it, you know, a fun V ten car, uh, it's it takes a lot of work, and I'm. I don't know even know if I'm halfway there. But you could be. Could be.
0: Anyway, We're getting there. I think I think you can get there.
1: Yeah, I mean I could I could liquidate some there some stuff go. in my life <laughs> to just do it now but like but no, yeah, it'd be this ir- irresponsible. Yeah, it, it financially it has to make some sense. Yeah. Um it, and you have to be at a point of, you know, don't don't listen to Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Don't listen to Dave Ramsey who says, "Oh, don't buy anything on credit. Don't go into debt. You can smartly."
0: Yeah. You're not going to you're not going to die if you go into debt. <laughs> right, right. I'm a prime example of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we both are, brother. Like Yeah. <laughs> but
1: but yeah, for well, for me, like the the R8 is the is the dream car for me. And there are plenty others out there like the N1 gtr i saw on the trailer this r34 morning.
0: it's a very super rare r34 yeah v-spec for those of you who like me didn't know what an n1 was yeah it, and
1: they're just as much of, as a Eventador, uh, which is
0: yep. absolutely nutty no that's that's exactly where they should be but okay so my opening statement will be followed by a story and somebody is hammering out a control arm outside if you're wondering why <laughs> it's there's a good so audio much texture. audio texture here it's one of those days at the shop but yeah i record these podcasts at my shop if you didn't know
1: and i record mine in my office at work <laughs> so. and your
0: office at work doesn't have an active shop or it's doesn't.
1: it's quiet today in the warehouse is there is there a so. shop
0: in the in the warehouse uh, is there like there's a, a, a
1: shop. uh there's a shop behind our power bays but usually you can hear the guys on the forklift or the pallet jack moving around out there yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, no it doesn't compare to yeah i I, I literally have a frame machine about 10 feet from me in one direction (laughs) no it
1: doesn't doesn't compare but our old
0: mics would pick it up yeah yeah i'm glad we have these nicer mics (laughs) (laughs) okay so so my story it's an interesting one because it actually is a very very anti dave ramsey story (laughs) (laughs) right Both of ours, probably. (laughs) But I'm still, basically, what I want to talk about here is the T-Hill M4. And so for those of you who don't know, the T-Hill M4 was a car and a company that I created back in 2021 that was essentially a race car rental business centered around one car. And it was a bright yellow M4, looked like a race car, had graphics all over it, that I crashed into the side of a bus. That car, entertainingly, started as a vision in my head and grew into reality within three months. And this is the story of how that happened. We're not going to talk about how I slid it into a bus, but that's another <laughs> time. We already have, so that's another time. But basically, in I've told the story actually on last week's episode of just sending it, how I went to the track in December of twenty eighteen, and I fell in love with the track. And I wanted to give people such as the alter ego of myself that didn't do that in twenty eighteen and stayed working at my job and was now making you know two hundred grand a year in my consulting job and just you know, grinding and out working in the city. Maybe I don't even have a car anymore, but I always had that thought in the back of my mind that I was missing out on the motorsports fascination that I had since I was a little kid and I felt like I should just go out and and try it. And this was a perfect try before you buy situation for people who had never been to the track before. That was my target audience. And so I bought a 98 or 97,000 mile BMW M4 2016. It was previously owned by a dentist who loved to golf in San Diego He had done a couple of little mods on it, but basically he just accumulated a shitload of miles and it was the cheapest clean title M4 in the country. And it was in Seattle and I bought it on Christmas Eve, 2021. But to back up, how I got to this point was I felt that I needed to create a company And I had at this point the naive confidence to think that any company that I created would just work. I needed to create a company that could enable that sort of experience for people. And so I said, all right, I need a car that'll look good in Facebook ads and I'm going to run Facebook ads for this car. And here's how much I'm going to spend every month between the car payment, the insurance, the gas the track day registration fees the travel to get to the track a professional race car driver as an instructor all the different expenses that were going to go into it and here's the price that i need to sell this for and i did a very minimal market research which was one of the problems and i conceived the business idea and i started running ads even before i bought the car to see what kind of interest it would get and i got tons of negative comments saying oh my god you're so expensive what are you doing it was it was going to be it was going to run you about sixteen hundred dollars at a minimum to rent this car with professional instruction for the day at the racetrack
1: hey, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what i paid at speed vegas
0: did you do it for a day or did you do one of the like five laps like the five lap things yeah so those are usually about 200 bucks yeah. So you're getting way more than eight times the time on track and the value. Yeah, I'm yeah,
1: getting 10 times the
0: laps if you wanted it. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Yeah. Easily. Well, and because that three laps will take, you know, five minutes. Uh, yeah. This by is... The,
1: by the third lap, I'm ready to just <laughs> go balls
0: of the walls for 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> right. But this is five sessions of 20 minutes. Right. So way more, (laughs) Um, but you had to drive three hours to get to the track and it wasn't the most convenient and it was an exhaustingly long day, but I found some takers running the ads and reaching out to people on social media. And I put in a ton of effort to really try to build this up. And I got photo shoots done. I wrapped the car stickers all over it, racing slicks, coil overs, brake pads, advanced cooling system for running three different people in three different sessions on a hot day all at once. This car was ready to go. And the way I achieved it, which is what we're talking about today, is I took out a loan. (laughs) So why did I have to take out a loan? I thought we were talking about achievement, Arun. Well, You're kind of right. This isn't necessarily the best story about achievement, but what it does say is your goals are not that far away and that I was able to achieve this within three months and it didn't take a stupid amount of money to make this happen. I took out an unsecured car loan, which you can do, for 50 grand. I bought the car for 37 and then I had13,000 dollars to spend on the marketing, the insurance, the initial track days, the prep work, all the parts, the wrap, everything. So I did all that. It was very effective, and I had the car built in less than a month. And then I got to drive it. So at the very least, for not a very big car payment on 50 grand, I got to drive a race car around. And it wasn't exactly what I envisioned, the fact that I was driving it around, but I got to empower people to say, yeah, you can get out on the racetrack. And at the very least, I got people to ask the question of, does it make sense for me to just try this with my own car? Or should I pay this guy 1800 bucks, 1600 bucks to use his? And... It was, at the time, the best car I had owned. It did represent a sense of financial success that not very soon before this, I couldn't have began to stomach another $700 a month car payment. And it did represent accomplishing a dream in that I wanted to build this company and I built it. And so it was possible and it really didn't even take that much. And so think about that story when you think about how you're being motivated by cars and that yeah to dan's point that r8 may not make responsible financial sense right now but also don't let it don't let barriers hold you up when it is closer in reach than you think yeah
1: i mean paying in cash for anything is the world's greatest flex but (laughs) if you're in a situation where you can make the payment You'll be fine.
0: You'll be fine. You'll be I fine. Agree.
1: Especially if you keep pushing forward and you
0: pay it off early. Throw yep. it. You know, That's throw what it, I did with the, the M3. Payments in. Yeah, I yep. mean, it,
1: yeah, you can afford it.
0: Yeah. Okay, Dan, do you have a story of your mix between cars and motivation?
1: Yeah, you know, I was lucky enough to catch the bug early into my adult life. Um, and I think that that pretty much spawned because my first job as a as a real adult was in the automotive industry, you know, working with software and pictures of cars all day. So I, I you know, I literally had to look at them as my job. <laughs> so, you know, that's where you know I started dreaming, and you know, it didn't take long. I I think from I graduated in May of thirteen, and then by March of fourteen, I had my mu- my first Mustang, and it's there just because like I I knew, and it's one of those moments where this is what we're talking about, where I took out a loan to buy this car, and I knew exactly what I wanted. I went to the lot and said, you know, I want a base model, GT, manual, black. Do you have one? Yes, we do. Didn't know how to drive stick at all, but that's what I wanted. I wanted to be a purist about it.
0: And um, how long did you want it for?
1: You know, I had always wanted one growing up. So um, this has been a
0: long time coming. Yeah,
1: I mean, I always had wanted one, but I I was never in that position growing up where like I thought it'd be a reality. Mm. Like okay. especially that yeah. early into my adult life. Sure. Um, I was making good money. I was working very hard. I, I and then I got to a point where. I was leasing a 2013 Fusion. Yeah. And I loved that car. I mean, it was a great start. Um, it did, you know, some slight modifications to it. Oh, no. <laughs> I I put a spoiler on it, put, put some new wheels on it, Uh, put, a, put two 12-inch subs in the trunk. That thing was a vibration machine. Oh, God. But yeah. Stop. Loved it, though. Loved it. <laughs> great car. Did you trade it as is? no i oh it was a lease so there there it was a lease but this was a fun deal <laughs> uh my my boss's kid was turning 16 right at the same time I wanted the mustang and uh i made a deal with him that he'd assume the loan or the lease and I would go. Dang, that got was so good. fucking lucky. On That was really good.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so
1: I talked my way into that. It worked out. Uh, kept the subs with a car whole nine. So the kid was happy. Of course. Um, and then, yeah, I took out a loan. I took a 72 month loan at like <laughs> four, nine percent. All right. Good. Somewhere credit. in that ballpark, I think. Yeah. Um. And I think I, I and then I got ended up getting rid of it and uh, early 2016. So I only had it two, two, um, yeah, almost yeah. two
0: years. But your your payment would have been like what four hundred? was four ninety eight. Okay. Yeah,
1: or four sixty eight, something like that.
0: That sounds like my Q fifty was five hundred dollars and fifteen cents.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So so I I buy this car and I start learning how to drive it and figuring out you know all the the fun things you can do with them and then, you know, then you get good at driving a stick and then all of a sudden you get invited to go to a car meet and then you're at a racetrack and you're modifying your car. Um,
0: but so how did all of that also mirror the financial success that you were So the financial
1: success with that was, is you know, as I'm researching these parts all day, knowing what my car payment is, what my insurance is, which really wasn't that bad um what how much funny (laughs) yeah honestly i was shocked i was blown away how cheap it was um and you know the fuel to drive it all the time the implications of driving it all the time because it was my only car sure Uh, um it it made me realize that working harder and uh and earn and having more success with my job and what I was doing with my work equaled more fun outside of work. Cause I could, I could have the money to be able to afford the parts that I wanted to put on the car, to be able to tune it, to put headers on it, to put mufflers on it, buy, buy a set of Celine wheels that I found through work super cheap. Um, so there was lots, lots of things that, that I could do with success through work and I, constantly push myself to grow and to learn more, uh, to earn more pay, to manage my team better uh, because the better they did, the better I did financially. uh, You know, and then I was able to do what I wanted to do in my personal life. And, you know, that ended up, you know, modifying my 14 and then trading that one for my 16 and then really going down the rabbit hole with my 16 because at that point in my life it was just Heather and I, you know, we were I think what the term is dinks now, dual income, no kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were just living life in the car, you know, going to racetracks because we were both working really hard to enjoy life as, as it was. And, and I think as much as I'd like to say that work motivated me to build a race car from the ground up and go down the rabbit hole way too far. I really think that the race car motivated me to be better at work. There it is. So that that w- that's my statement on success and financial responsibility even though
0: some of it's a little bit irresponsible but <laughs> was there was there any point where you felt uh, that sense of accomplishment in all of this in the in the double Mustang journey? I I feel that sense of
1: accomplishment every time I look above my monitors. You know, <laughs> I, I look up and I see the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tr- trophies on the top of my bookshelf. That, yeah. like, wow, I it wasn't, you know, a crazy 2000 horsepower car that was just winning these big money, you know, races. Sure. But it was just enough to win a little bit of cash here and there on the side and have a lot of fun and meet new people and have the camaraderie at the racetracks. So every in time win. I look in win and win. Yeah. And so to look up and see all these different trophies for different things, you know, one's up there for a 60 foot contest, two or three are from the slow poke class at ice cream cruise. One's from the seven and a half second class at ice cream cruise. One's a championship series over an entire summer. Uh, and then another one is a bracket race and another one's a car show. <laughs> so, like, like it, there's a wide variety of things I was doing with my car. Sure. Because I, w- I was in a financial place where I was so motivated by it that I was doing better
0: at work. So, do you have any of that sort of feeling or thinking with your S4? Uh, I do,
1: even though everything with the S4 is currently on hold. I have but. to. But once I. Uh, you know, get through, you know, some of this business stuff, you know, and, and getting through a, a fresh start in June that we just did. Um, I, I think I'll be back into it. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure I want to keep modifying it. It, it scares me a little bit with that one more because the Mustang's easy. Some stuff is cheap to fix and replace. I don't know if I have Nothing the technical. Yeah. No. I, nothing's cheap with a Euro and I don't know if I have the technical skill set for some of it and the tools, so I, I'm debating on whether or not I just want to bite the bullet and buy something different again,
0: like an S650. Um,
1: no, uh-uh. I'd go back <laughs> to I'd go back to an early S550.
0: Okay, there you go. Uh,
1: but you know, and Heather and I, um, we we've been looking for the right SQ5 for her too. So it's kind of <laughs> one of those things. Like I'm I'm kind of putting my stuff on the back burner for her too, because like she wants to get into the Women Wheels Racing Series and. Cool, um, and I'm motivated to help her do that and buy the parts and to put it on her car for her and let her, um, you know, do those races. And, yeah. and I, I'm happy to do that. I do. I want to share that with her. So if I have to put my stuff on the back burner for now, I don't care.
0: I'm cool with it. Well, there is the there's something to be said for uh, businesses have empires have been forged, wars have been started, etc. <laughs> etc. Cetera, et cetera, over women, yeah. And the <laughs> the it it's fair to say also that if you love your partner that they will also be a, a good motivator for you. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> it, she
1: is, and, and man, dude, she is blowing me out of the water right now. She she just took a, a really good job, um, in, you know, making a killing doing it, but traveling a lot um right yeah but she she's she's motivated and she wants to do these fun things too and, and to enjoy yeah. life a little bit and um and, and and I think that's what's really cool about our relationship is that racing and car shows and having fun toys have motivated us to be better financially yeah. be better uh entrepreneurs be better business people um you know, because we, we want to have fun with our toys. God damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about. And and if you, you know, got bit by that bug that Dan and I have been, and you're not using cars as motivation, you really should. You should start.
1: It's but good or, for you. Or it's healthy. any sort of hobby. It doesn't even have to be cars. If you want to buy a jet ski and race it, let mean do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. So... Find, find something. It doesn't have to be cars. Just because we like cars doesn't mean you have to. We would appreciate it if you did.
0: But Well, most <laughs> of the people listening to this are into cars. If you make it through our auction appraisal segment where we nerd out for 10 minutes, then <laughs> right. you should probably be into the cars if right. you made it this far.
1: Right. But yeah, find that cool thing. That's something that you can put a big lofty goal on.
0: Dan, do you have anything else on this topic of cars and motivation?
1: Yeah, I I would say that, you know, cars and my other passions motivate me uh to be better, you know, human being and uh and it, as much as I love, you know, my cars and and everything like that, um I definitely think that I am that person because of that. You know, there, there's not like
0: they're just so cool to me and I want I want them in my life. And it's, it's you're, what you're really saying is it's not about chasing clout. Yes, correct. It's, yeah. it's not about doing this for the sake of what other people think. It is to what we were saying at the beginning. That this is a matter of, yeah, it is a flex, but it's a flex because you want to achieve financial success in order to do this for yourself. Yeah, and it's for me. It's not for somebody else. Because of that, you would put these dreams out in front of you. That you have to try to accomplish. And then you get that you're holding the fucking car key to your new car and you're like, oh my God, I did it. Right. What yeah, else it, can I accomplish? Don't,
1: don't get me wrong. It's always a huge ego boost when someone's breaking their neck over your car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, they, it's not for anybody else. I don't care what anybody else thinks. This, that's for me. They, that motivated
0: me to get there. Yeah. I'm still breaking my neck. I there was a time last year when I wanted to get rid of my truck, now I'm, I'm <laughs> so in love with it again and I get to stare at it all day out the window and I'm very happy with it. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to get more connected with us, if this is the first episode you've listened through or you want to learn more about what we've got going on at We Are Driven with the community that we've built, there's a couple things. We have the podcast which you're already listening to. Thank you for that. Please share it with others that you think will enjoy it. Please leave us a review if you're really happy. We also have the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is where I post a weekly vlog called The Driven Diary that captures my life as an entrepreneur as I'm working to build my automotive services empire that's actually completely separate from We Are Driven. And lastly, we have a Discord Server. So if you're familiar, Discord is an app that basically creates a bunch of chat rooms that you can join. And we have chat rooms dedicated to the pursuit of excellence in business, fitness and cars. There's also a daily 4am motivational message from me in there that you can use to get your day started. And if you'd like to get connected with us so that we can give you directions to any of those platforms or just to say hi, give us some feedback or get a gift card to your favorite coffee place because we do that now. We do. Dan, where can people find you? I am Dan LaRue on Facebook
1: and LinkedIn and Dan underscore LaRue on Instagram. Thank you, mom, for reaching out. (laughs) Thank you.
0: And I'm at Arun. D Kumar on Instagram and Arun Kumar on Facebook and LinkedIn. And that's all we got for today. So this has been Arun and Dan. We appreciate you listening and until next time, stay driven.